This week on the Fizzy Speaks. Wow. Uh, I just want to say first things first. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened to the part one. Everyone who has shared uh, episodes up until now. There are a lot of names. People who have been sending voice messages. Thank you so much, Bruno. Um, um, <laughs> wow. Wow. I love names like Diary, Enemies to You, Mirabelle, um, OJ. Wow, I'm losing, I'm losing it. Kiss, kiss. Thank you so much. She has like awesome commentary after almost each and every episode. So it's really, really refreshing to know that you know people are following this content and you know contributing to make it better. Thank you guys so much for your feedback. Yes, part two is live now. Well, you know this because you're listening. So yeah, about that. Yes, part two is on now. Talking about communication and things we get wrong. Uh, you know and then also now talking about how we can fix things how do we fix things how do we make things better yeah let's get it now there's one other point i was going to pick out one last point i kept kind of nudging into it but not really getting into it and that is actually the fact that sometimes in our bid to communicate in our relationships we may you know fall into the trap of or the temptation to talk about past issues, things that are otherwise there's no point, right? Like for example, you're in a heated argument with your with your friend, with your partner, with you know that person that you talk to regularly, and then you know you want to make a point so bad, you actually dig deep into a past experience, a fact about them. You know, something they did before that you forgave them about or you didn't, you know, and then you talk about it. You say, you know what, uh, that's why you're like this. That's why you're like that. That's why your father left you. That's why your mother left your family because of you or you, you know, or you, you talk about that's why you're so, you're so incompetent. That's why you can't make it. That's why this, that. Unfortunately, these are negative seeds. Sometimes men and women do these things. I won't, it's not a gender specific thing, you know, but if you do this or if you know you've done this before, if you catch yourself doing this, stop yourself, take a step back. It's okay to step back and realign your focus because the communication is not to get at the person, it's not to win every argument. I, I put something up on my Twitter that uh, Salima underscore Tarfizi, if you don't know already, get it. <laughs> yes. Um, and I said something, I said, I was like, you're not in a relationship because you are going to be constantly happy. In fact, I believe that constant happiness is another form of misery. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If like, if your life is just highs, like highs, like from the beginning till the end of your life is just a high point, a high point, a high point on the same level, it's just a high point. Because if it's all on the same level, then you never really feel that you are at a high because you've been at a high from the start. I feel like life has this balance of highs and lows because, you know, it kind of gives us reason to look forward to something, something to hope for. And I think hope is a very powerful thing in life. I'm not going to go into that right now. That's a big, big thing. Maybe, maybe existential in some way. And I'm not going to go there. But one thing that is very clear is that the point of a relationship and communication in a relationship is actually for two parties, let's say a let's say a transmitter or a speaker and a receiver 
or a listener to pass across feelings, emotions, intentions, decisions, standpoints, perspectives to, to pass this, to, you know, to transmit this between themselves. So if you catch yourself get, getting to a point where just to be right, you are willing to go to dig into that person's self-esteem, dig into their insecurities, dig into secrets they've told you or that you know about them, dig into your insecurities and then, you know, kind of counteract that towards, you know, hurting them or hurting what you think is their standpoint, then you are already losing out. If either of you lose, if either of you lose, both of you lose. So my tweet was basically, dear future partner, we are going to argue a lot. We're going to have arguments over little things, big things. Who is better, Naruto or Sasuke? Which team is better, Chelsea or Manchester United? Some people might say, oh my God, why don't we say Real Madrid? Or let's not mention Barcelona because we hate to see what uh, will happen to them. question is what is healthy communication because before we look out for something that we want to have we must know what it is so what is healthy communication labels are not the important thing here the important thing is what you wish to get out of it so in a healthy communication model uh, you know it involves two people uh, you know a receiver and a sender right or a transmitter and a receiver right someone who is speaking someone who is listening someone who is communicating someone who is being communicated to right and then we know that communication is verbal or non-verbal. So we have body language and the rest. So it needs to be, you know, giving out. Let's say, we'll say, I don't want to use like very confusing stuff, but like you are sending a message that maybe an encoding a message. And then the person that is getting the message has to receive the message and decode the message. So, for example, I don't know if you've been in this position where you, you show your friend a funny picture um, picture that you find funny and then you know why it's funny you're, you're you know why you're showing it to them but if they can't see why it's funny then they can't decode therefore you've not been able to communicate the joke you've not been able to communicate what's funny or then they've not been able to decode you feel very weird about that because now you have to explain the joke which honestly no one wants to have to do the way we decode a message that's never the objective reality okay because you know, the way you understand what they are saying is not exactly a whole picture of what they are actually saying to you, you know. Let me just say this again. What encoding is, is talking about how we send across what we are trying to say. Yes? How we put our thoughts into messages that the other person can receive. Because, like I said before in the first part, no one can read your mind. No one. Not even me. Okay, really, not even me, but seriously, you know, I don't, I might have mutant powers. No one knows. Okay. Now the receiver or the person that you're communicating to interprets what you have said or what you have given them as the message. Now, sometimes you might not say anything verbally, but you might say something non-verbally. Your body language might say something. Your tone might say something. Your silence can say something. Very important also for us to note um, that when we are silent in reaction to certain things or statements, it's very important that we also are clear to our partners, our family members, 
you know, people that we are close to, people who we are trying to communicate to, over time, let us be able to talk about what our silence means. Okay? Understanding each other's silence is a huge part of avoiding a lot of assumptions. Assumptions are not communication. You are not communicating assumptions because assumptions is for the receiver to make up. Like you said, get me that. And you pointed at a couple of things. The person has to assume what you mean based on the context, based on your body language, based, based on when you are, where you are pointing, based on how you look, based on your tone. They are trying to gauge how far is what you are talking about. How close is it? How relevant is it to what I am seeing? So it's a very vague statement, a very blank check um, you know, preposition. The other person doesn't know what you're trying to say. So it is very important at this point that when you are trying to pass across a message like this, you should let the person, the other person know, hey, give them a better context. Help me pass that blue cup, for example. You know what? Help me pass my Lamborghini car keys over there if you want to, because you can. Okay? Yeah, just, just speak into the future. Law of Attraction. Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Lamborghini. Yeah, okay. Silence. Discuss the meaning of your silence. Because for some people, your silence means they are ignoring you. I mean, you are ignoring them. For some people, your silence means you are trying not to speak out of line, out of tone, out of context you're trying not to say rubbish some people who are very anxious might decide to be silent because they are not sure what their response should be it doesn't mean that they are ignoring you it doesn't mean they don't care about what you're saying it doesn't mean that they are not in moments with you or they're not listening it means that they're taking everything you're saying and are trying to figure out the appropriate response this is not a bad thing to do it just means that the person you're speaking to has different reasonings behind their silence very important okay what do you do when you realize that you have bad communication in your relationship well already we know that communication um i mean without communication we can't have a relationship because we communicate all the time whether we're speaking or not we unconsciously communicate through non-verbal cues like facial expressions and body language and we use tone of the tone of our voice or through our behavior to describe passive or active aggression or suppression of emotions so people partners couples friends that don't consciously communicate will face issues when it comes to intimacy conflict resolution and relational growth because it's very easy to give off uh you know cues that you know uh, or, or or body language um you know can be misread if you cannot to an extent verbally communicate what it is that you're trying to say no one can read your mind the idea that someone can read your mind is a dream can we not do that wow some of the other effects of lack of communication in a relationship will mean escalated conflict, uh, you know, turning away from each other's attempt to connect. You feel unseen or unknown in your relationship. You feel like the other person doesn't know you. They don't get you. They don't understand you. Even if they do, it's very strange. 
you start to feel lonely because aloneness and loneliness are different well you know aloneness being that you're by yourself loneliness means that you're longing for something that is well not there so lack of intimacy like i said already you f- you will face difficulty setting and reaching goals with your partner with your friend with your family member because you feel like you can't really see eye to eye and at the end of the day you have a negative perspective on your partner which is the worst one of the worst things that you can have in a relationship when you're in a relationship with an otherwise good person good guy good girl good man good woman good dog good chihuahua i don't know why you would have it i don't know chihuahuas are just strange dogs but you get the point okay other you know they're 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 malteses they are other really nice dogs and you go for a chihuahua why okay okay i don't know if you find yourself arguing about the facts behind the conflict instead of focusing on what the experience is like for the other person then obviously you are not really communicating well lack of compromise is another issue um and yeah that's you know it's very scary because when we don't realize these things unfortunately we get to a point where there are fewer and fewer attempts to connect with each other married people go through this a lot people having friendship issues go through this a lot teammates in offices go through this a lot so if you cannot even communicate with the other person you find that after a while you stop even trying to do so because you've given up on them and when you get to that point it's really sad there is a way to fix things and let's get into it So fixing things, fixing communication problems in relationships. Wow. You have to look at your own and your partner's um, attachment styles. When I say attachment style, I'm talking about uh, basically, you know, each person's style of doing relationships. Okay. You know, is is like their style of how they receive, you know, care uh, or, you know, or how they feel otherwise attached drawn to something close to something what helps them feel connected you know some people have um, a rather you know shaky or insecure attachment style because of the way they grew up maybe they, what they experienced as children so that might actually shape a huge part of how they go on to attach or build relationships to other people going forward so yes you know people have different especially for i think um for for insecure attachment styles we have uh like uh i feel like they are i'm not sure i think there are two or so of them you have the avoidant type where the person might be you know avoiding connection avoiding intimacy avoiding all that you know mushy stuff they say, i'm not a mushy person i don't care about this emotional stuff and all of that but it might just be because from their earliest days, from you know when they were children, which is where most people start to form attachment styles, they didn't feel very, very able to, or very, like uh, they didn't feel ac- like they had access to a lot of care. So they just grew up having to like maybe say in some people say toughen up. Some people actually just grew up to kind of wall themselves in so that they don't have to need it as much. They feel like they are better off that way and then a lot of people like that and then other people may become very very desperately anxious about forming relationships so they are constantly looking for someone to love them 
someone to care for them, someone to express to them, someone to just be there. So some people like that, they start wondering, and this it gets very crazy. This might even link up to the depression um, series where we talk about people that might, at some point in time, become very needy of that affection, of that confirmation, of that assurance that, yes, someone has got them. Because if not, then they start to ask themselves, they start to doubt themselves for their own self-worth and all of that. So someone who already has those self-worth, you know, doubting issues, then this can be a real problem. This kind of attachment style can be a real problem. So if your partner has like an avoidant style of attachment, then they will typically, you know, they will need space. They always need space. They will talk about needing space. And if they want to process something, they need to back up and do that. I think sometimes I also at some point exhibit some of this so it's like you know i just want to take some time to be alone first kind of rejuvenate myself and like okay let me look at things from a different you know bring out everything from a different perspective go all tony stark with my you know you know yeah holograms yes but if your partner has like an anxious style it's very important to communicate with them in a way that is very predictable and very reassuring of your feelings for them because they need to know that you're actually with them. They need to be giving that assurance, maybe almost constantly, to know that yes, that they are they are there, that you see them and that you care for them, and that it's very important. So, yes. Another one is that you need to explore any emotional mismatch. Okay. So if you have different feelings about feelings, this is going to be very strange. Uh, where one partner believes that feelings are helpful to focus and feel, while other people feel like, well, your feelings don't matter, right? This is that. And you have to also understand the kind of person you're with. There are people who, they don't care about how you feel as far as you write and, you know, all of that. There, I feel like there's a need for a healthy, a healthy blend of both, where what feels good and what does good need to tie in together. Try to find a balance and explore together how to communicate with each other more effectively keeping in uh, these facts you know that would mean learning to allow your partner to experience their feelings before offering solutions or being more willing to look at solutions and compromise you know i feel so yes so don't skip over your your the the feelings of your partner if they there are people that need to feel their feelings let them feel what they feel and then when they're done feeling what they want to feel and you can start talking about the solution. Guys, especially, we have to learn this. As much as you want to go there with the solution, be the guy that, hey, I can fix it, I can solve you, I can save the day, I'm Superman, I can fly through uh, through a building for no reason. Well, you can, but sometimes they need to know that, let me uh, let me be allowed a safe space where I can feel what I want to feel. Sometimes someone is sad, and they just want to feel sad for some time. Like, they're sad, okay? No matter what you do, if someone loses someone, they lose their dog, they need to cry. They need to feel sad. You need to bury Scooby-Doo. Because why would you lose Scooby-Doo? Jesus. You need to you need to feel the pain. And it's okay. You need to just be in a place where you know that it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to break down. And you know what? I feel bad right now. Feel bad. You know, but you know when you're done feeling bad and feeling sorry for yourself, I'm going to be here for you. That is what you need sometimes. Okay, I don't know about everybody. Some people just need to be Iron Man all the time. But even Iron Man is pepper pot. So, yeah. And, you know, even I need Alfred. Because I'm Batman. Person that is receiving on the receiving end of your conversation is supposed to make sense of what you're saying. 
now this might seem very simple in theory but as you can imagine a lot of stuff happens between what you are communicating to them what you think you are communicating to them and what they think you are trying to communicate to them so by interpreting what you're saying is based off of their experience their their perspective of what you're saying their understanding of you which they might not really have a lot of so a lot of us go into relationships with a lot of assumptions so the scary part of it actually is that you can actually be in a relationship with someone for years and if you're not really paying attention to your communicative biases then it means that you can actually be with that person for years and never really communicate a lot like you can talk to each other a lot but not really communicate a lot because now a lot of things that are supposed to be said back and forth are not being said back and forth you know the message is not being transferred you're saying this to this person they're not getting the point that's a different thing so the way we decode a message is never the objective reality we have our own filters and explanatory styles which creates the picture of the world as we see it so basically again the way we decode the message is never the objective reality okay so there's objective reality subjective reality different thing altogether right objective reality is this is what it is this is the fact this is it that is a cone that is a bat that is a chihuahua you like pancakes those are facts right now subjective stuff is like you know what i look at this i look at this color and i see green you look at it and you see blue that's subjective at the end of the day what it is is it's blue but maybe you have some glasses that are tinted on so that's subjective to whatever context that you're giving it now objective realities are like you know this is what it is it's a road it's a car it's a bird it's a plane it's the fizzy speaks you're welcome so what makes the process of communication even more complex is the fact that the message of the sender is ever is not always factual information so it's never just subjective stuff it's never just that's a tree right the person hardly we hardly ever communicate in facts and figures only most of the time we're, we're speaking in a spectrum of emotion oliver sachs said we speak not only to tell other people what we think but also to tell ourselves what we think speech is part of thought now in the same way we say oh my god wow i feel different when i wear certain clothes well non-verbal communication actually is real and it's a thing so if i'm going to buy if i'm going by what oliver Sacks said it makes a lot of sense to feel weird when you dress kind of not your style because you don't feel like you're your element you don't feel like yourself then you start feeling like a different persona altogether so if you dress like a like a hobo you're gonna feel like a hobo the entire day you're gonna feel that hobo feeling right but if you're wearing like a suit with a tie properly tucked in looking all dapper there's some stuff you're not going to want to do in that suit and tie yeah because you don't you won't feel like you're in the dress for that behavior right i don't know people that work in banks it's probably tough but if you have to eat swallow while you're swallow by the way it's just a swallow is a kind of nigerian food that is eating with swallow <laughs> but the cocoa of the matter is that you have to recognize the type of conversation that you are having and understand that things unravel really really quickly 
when we do not understand what the other person is trying to pass across or what we are trying to say when we are not hearing each other out we're not listening to i mean we're listening as best as we can we might actually still be missing the point the key to fixing communication in your relationship is actually very simple and a lot of people well while i was digging because it's a continuous process it's an iterative process learning this entire thing and i realized that i even had i mean i have a lot of stuff to learn wow i'm learning a lot of stuff listening techniques exists there are ways to listen right and you know i was going through all of this i was like wow i need to get better at listening that's a different podcast altogether talk about that on our time the key to fixing communication problems in relationships starts with empathy now it is so easy to want to get your point across and you know just ignore your partner's side of the story because you feel like you already know what this is about you know what you want to say you know you don't need to hear the entire thing they shouldn't bore you with that when two people are having an argument generally we don't listen to understand we're not listening to understand the other person we're listening to get our point across we're listening to win we're listening to win we're listening to have something to bounce off of with a retaliation and let's say a comeback and unfortunately that's not going to get us very far if you want to establish good communication to some extent you have to lead by example you know because we tend to follow the the energy right if the person you're talking to you notice that they are pushing back against you at a point you start to push back too because you feel like when i'm back to the world to the world i have to push back i have to make sense of this thing and it keeps going on and on like that how do you fix you know lack of communication in a relationship or yes lack of communication because you're not communicating effectively i think the first thing that we should do is to put ourselves in the other person's shoes empathize okay not just what are they saying but then what are they feeling yeah and this is a very tricky thing it's not an easy thing to do but it actually is very important to do if there's an issue at hand the best thing i think to do is to start trying to listen with intent listen with the mind of like what's your intention of listening why are you listening right your intent should be clearly defined to you because if your intent is not known to you or it's vague then you can easily be swayed by how you feel at the moment so some people might feel very good listeners today sunday fantastic then on that day not so much when you listen with intent you set yourself up for you know understanding what your partner is saying you begin to understand where they are coming from and what is within your power to change you can't there's something my, one of my exes used to say she would say that you need to learn to accept the things that you cannot change right there are things you can change deal with that there are things you cannot change let it be but always be aware as much as possible be aware of what it is that you are able to change the things that are within your limits and i want to believe we are limitless you can change everything you can just change the weather with your mind your thoughts okay
I see you, Edo Powers. Okay. If you approach the situation with the mindset of, you know what, if I stay here, if I listen to this person, my partner, my friend, my, my son, my daughter, my father, my mother, my uncle, my auntie, my work person, my this, that. If I actually listen with the intent of understanding them, it might actually help me better relate with them. It might help me build my relationship with this person. Be it a work relationship, this shape, that shape, any shape. When you want to know how to fix a communication issue in your relationship, don't be defensive. Don't feel like you need to reply right away. Give yourself the time to digest what your partner is saying or your friend is saying or what is being said. And remember that if you listen with intent, you'll see what your partner is giving you easily, right? It's like they give you like the entire plan. They give you the blueprint. They give you the, the whole, you know, cheat sheet of what they really need. And then you can actually help them fill a void or meet a demand or a need. So you have to make sure that you develop that empathy. To strive to see their reality as they see it and as they are trying to communicate it to you. So you can get their frame of reference. Otherwise, no. You don't condemn, don't criticize, don't complain. Instead, affirm. That is, if they say, look, oh my god, you didn't you didn't you didn't lock the door. How can I lock the door? I was I the last person to go out. This, that, this, that. We are guilty of this. I'm guilty of this at some point in time. You want to get defensive because you feel like you're about to be blamed for something. But guess what? You didn't lock the door. Apologize. Affirm the fact that, oh my God, that was careless of me. I should have done it. Right? It doesn't mean that their response to your calm, understanding, you know, decoding mentality is going to be great. But it's going to be better than not doing that. Give yourself the breathing space to take in what is being given to you understand it decode it and then respond you don't have to resp you don't have to respond like nobody's fighting you don't have to like you know clap back instantly 0.5 seconds 0 to 60 boom boom shut up boom you don't have to do that you don't just relax okay jesus okay yes really really important for us to do that take a step back and you know affirm the validity of what they're trying to say it's a very big issue in relationships validate your partners um you know you know they're trying to tell you something don't make it look like they are speaking nonsense like how can you be complaining about that how is that even a thing how is that a big deal sometimes yes people can make nothing out of something we'll talk about it in a different episode talking about bids i want to bring this thing to you guys so bad validating their emotions is very very key you don't want to go when your friend is telling you that hey you hurt my feelings and you're like what about that really that's the thing you're, get out of here this that that's a bad way to communicate because you're telling them that you don't value their feelings you don't value their 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 emotions that's a very wrong thing to do at the same time don't overindulge so it's a very tricky thing to do because you're realizing that hey you don't want to take your partner for granted too much you don't want to do it too little strange thing it's very tricky ah this is a very tricky stuff this is going to spill into so many podcasts. Oh my God. So let's give an example. For example, you're arguing about something with your partner. You know what? Your partner might be at that moment just talking to you, like going off, going all rapid doodle on you. And you're like, wow, how am I going to keep up with this? Right? You know, sometimes your partner can just go all Eminem, 
you know the ringer on you and like you know or rap god or something and then you're like wow you know she or he has so much talent like why are you not rapping for a living you know but in that moment to take a step back and be intentional about listening be intentional about listening when you're done listening and you're sure you've you've been able to decode not just what they're saying but you know the emotion behind what they're saying you know the context behind what they're saying and at some point if you have to ask ask hey you know i'm sorry about this i get it you know what do you really mean when you say this so you don't assume because we are all guilty of this we want to be right all the time and we are not so ask a question sometimes you know validate what they're saying to you by acknowledging the specific emotion that is actually leading them you know what hey 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 i'm sorry i know you're you're so upset that i'm late it might not even be the fact that you are late that is the problem it might be the fact that you disappointed them because they thought you'd be there early you know what so they might be sad that they had to stand outside you know in the sun to wait for you they might be angry at the fact that they're waiting for you and you said you're going to be there in five minutes you got there in 50 if you're that person you have a yeah you have a problem so you know in that context of understanding the emotion behind it sometimes it's not it's not just the fact that you're saying oh i'm sorry i'm sorry whatever you should not say sorry to just dismiss or diffuse the bomb that's right in front of you you should actually be aware of the emotion behind it so hey i'm sorry i know you must be really mad at me right now but i'll make it right i'm sorry messed up i fried the pancakes too much now we don't even have pancakes anymore i'll make you right you know what i'm sorry i know how much you love chicken whatever and yeah i don't know just i don't know i'm not the good of love am i am i don't know okay so acknowledge the specific emotion and justify the emotion that they are feeling you know summarize your partner's point of view and validate what they said to you by saying hey i totally understand all right sometimes you don't understand i'm like you know what i kind of understand where you're coming from i look at you it's kind of because if you don't really understand i feel like it's kind of and you know what just maybe say repeat back to them what they told you right you know, you know make sure that they feel heard like they know that you heard them right let them know that you appreciate them communicating to you just understand that making them feel appreciated for coming to you with their expression with communicating to you is a huge part of what you've actually set out to do which is actually make that thing better so encourage your partner to tell you what they are feeling and what they would need in order to be happy when they do you need to do more than just show you hear the words that they are speaking to you and you have to make them feel like you are connecting with the emotions that they are feeling so you're not just connecting with the facts you're connecting with the emotions behind the facts you are letting them know that not only are you aware of how serious it is for them but then maybe mosquitoes and other things and people that look like okra might come into your house okay is this wrong and make sure you're not keeping tabs after each argument okay let go of resentment the point of communication is that there is no room for resentment when you, you sweep things under the rug keep it to yourself keep everything in your mind you think you're professor x 
sorry, but you just set yourself up for a lot of resentment. If you don't like something, communicate it with your part to your partner. Hey, you know what? I don't like this. You know what? Let's can we compromise? Can we meet at a, a meeting point? Don't keep quiet about it because you are setting yourself up for some real bad resentment. Resentment eats you up really fast if you don't know. So be aware of that. Okay? Don't live in the past and work together to create a gratifying future for yourselves. Okay? Friendships and all of that. If you are busy holding stuff against your partner, malice, it's not a good time to do that because you're trying to build a healthy relationship. Malice is a very toxic trait. If you have it, stay away from me. Jesus. Give genuine compliments on a regular basis and don't think of your relationship as a problem that needs to be solved don't think of your relationship as a huddle as a burden remind yourself of why you are with this person okay now just to run over all the points that we have discussed today number one prioritize empathy and make sure your partner feels heard and understood two Listen to understand, not to react. Think about it. Don't criticize. Listen to understand. It's not a debate. You're not going to win a prize. No one is going to buy you a teddy bear if you win that argument. Okay? All right. Fantastic. Don't condemn or complain and don't have unrealistic expectations of your partner being able to read your mind when something is bothering you. You are not dating Jean Grey. Your boyfriend is not Professor X. Your husband cannot fly with the power of his mind. Stop. Jesus. Okay? When your partner is expressing something to you, make it clear that you've understood and you validate what they are feeling. Very important. Uh, I feel like number four would be, you know, be compassionate with your significant other and don't take them for granted. Very important. Give them genuine compliments often as much as you can compliments because you are there to kind of keep each other's self-esteem up right your girlfriend looks fire tell her she looks fire tell her she can burn the house tell her she's dangerous she's a hazard to humanity because she's so hot okay give you pointers write it down if your boyfriend looks fantastic tell him look like Ronaldo just finished scoring the hat trick all right tell him because that shit is that shit is important okay if your husband or wife is doing something fantastic, give them the compliment. If they make you food, people that make people food, God bless you. Okay? God bless me. But yeah, mostly God bless you. Alright? If your dog looks at you very like lovingly, give that dog a rub. Because dogs. Why don't you love dogs? Okay. Five. Okay, this is probably like six. I'm not really counting my brain. So, right. <laughs> okay. Be mindful of your body language and tone of voice. Okay? I actually am guilty of this to some extent sometimes because you might you might just you we actually a lot of us are guilty of this. We might carry emotions from one place and go to another place and just dump the emotions, the the feeling, the 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 mood on the other person. They don't deserve that. You had a bad day, you're angry. If you don't know where to stop that, if you don't know where to stop that, then you might just carry that negative energy and dump it on them. If you don't know where to leave your negative energy, get a dog. Okay, I promise you. When you get home and that dog that dog jumps on you, welcome man, I love you so much. You would just leave the energy will just the negative shit will just leave you behind. Okay? Just tell just try. Get a dog. Alright. I want a dog. I want a dog. Okay, back to what we're doing. Okay. So we can be a lot more aggressive than we realize. So we have to be very, very, 
you know aware of our emotions of our tone of our energy all right so each relationship is entirely unique your relationship and your best friend's relationship are not the same you know your marriage and the marriage of the person next door is not the same what you can do is be aware of your uniqueness be aware of your weirdness okay there are things that are going to happen in your relationship that'll be weird if anybody outside heard about it like what you mean you did this you do that your friendship someone will be like you mean your friend is like this there are healthy things about friendship and there are you know not too healthy things about friendship and there's some fundamentals right but understand what makes your relationship with your person unique most of all i wish you all the best in life living love giving being cool being you know i don't know i'm out of rhymes basically love you guys so much thank you for listening to the part two of this awesome episode it's been the fizzy speaks it's been the fizzy uh